Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. Well, that is right, my friends. You are listening to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. And yes, I am your host, Todd Huff. You know, every day, every day, every hour, every minute, heck, every second, we find ourselves moving further and further here into lunacy in this great nation, slowly but surely, and I want to talk, excuse me, about a couple of those things here um, this morning, and there's a lot to choose from. We've got Hunter Biden. You know, this, this Hunter Biden, the lack of interest that the media has with Hunter Biden and the stories about just these troubling situations with Art deals and partnerships and computer data and uh, some very questionable things as well. And, you know, you you can uh, – certain things on that computer which my eyes have seen and cannot unsee, I have to be honest with you. Um, certain things on that – on his computer that, again, remember was just taken, taken and dropped off at a – computer repair shop never Hunter Biden allegedly brought it in according to um the the computer shop guy drops it off meets matches Hunter Biden's description the information on there is Hunter Biden's information never comes to pick it up and there's all kinds of stuff on there that's troubling just um from a personal perspective and the drugs and the uh, you know prostitutes and all this sort of stuff and th- that's in one category right that's that's just um that's just bad stuff to be kind of wrapped up in but the the stuff that looks as though he was using his father's position of power to further business relationships to open up sort of pay-to-play partnerships and then even evidence that maybe what's the big guy remember the big guy i think that's what he called him joe biden may have been potentially potentially benefiting from this stuff as well this has this has echoes of the relationship between the clinton the clinton foundation hillary when she was secretary of state and how these donations would appear magically days, weeks, months after the State Department made favorable whatever partnerships or just did things that helped a certain country and by extension certain people, these donations would begin to flood into the Clinton Foundation. That's why Rush used to call it the Clinton – what do you call it? The Clinton crime family. <laughs> um but anyway, we've got this information now. This is Fox News headline. Hunter Biden's art dealer. Remember, Hunter Biden's selling all sorts of art now, expensive art. I mean, just 
the things that, again, remember he was on the board at Burisma, knows nothing about the, the industry, but he's on the board making Buku dollars. And there's all sorts of these uh, troubling situations and and connections and evidence. And there's literally, there's literally outside of Fox News or maybe Newsmax or One America News or whoever, someone like that. um, There's no interest in any of these stories whatsoever. Headline here. Hunter Biden's art deal, uh, dealer said he wanted to be the lead guy in China in 2015. The art dealer representing the president's son has long-standing ties to China and said in 2015 that he wanted to be the world's lead guy in China. George Burgess, who is representing Hunter Biden as he ventures into the art world, has talked about his business dealings in China in the past, but reported his reported ties could pose an ethics issue as he sells Biden's art to anonymous buyers, to anonymous buyers, which that's convenient as well, right? Anonymous buyers. You ever notice just just the number of little details like that and, and the, the effort and the, vera- the uh, ferocity with which the media went after the Trump children for their business dealings and the amount that they insisted that these, that, that Trump get rid of his business and this was this was terrible for a president to have um, any ownership of any business whatsoever. This guy's out there. They they told us trying to basically use his power as president to enrich himself. Of course, his net worth plummeted quite a bit over the years. He fell many places on the Forbes uh, wealthiest or you know, richest Americans list, fell sp- spots during his time as president. But yet we were told he took that position for those very purposes to personally enrich himself. And again, there's just no, and I'm not, I'm not even saying here with this art dealer stuff that there's anything uh, definitively um, nefarious here. It's just it possibly, and, and I mean, if you look at the grand total evidence and you look at, well, what we even know today, I mean, there's just problem things. This stuff is kept, again, confidential. Now we know that the art dealer wanted to be the lead guy in China, so is there something to this? Remember the allegations, people out there, some people making really bold claims, and I'm not I'm not here to either prop those up or deny those. I'm simply here to say, where is the stinking curiosity from the media? There's literally none no curiosity. If you go to work today, if you go about your business and you mention the name, if you say, man, I just can't believe this guy, Hunter Biden, and all the all the questionable things that he's gotten himself into, and not just the, the stuff that's maybe morally wrong and, and just legally wrong and his problems with, uh, looks like problems with drugs and other, you know, um, just other personal things that I don't want to get into. That, that, that happens it to all types of people. That doesn't necessarily mean anything kind of what I want to say, um, conspira- uh, conspiracy where people in the government or his family might come up with a plan and work together to enrich themselves. But you start looking, you start looking at these other things where he's building these connections and he's selling things confidentially and he's on a board where he knows nothing about it. 
making lots of money. You look at some of the other things on the computer hard drive. There literally is no, no curiosity whatsoever. Inch by inch, we move towards, we move towards a situation in real life here with the Biden family, particularly Hunter, and maybe, maybe Joe Biden by extension, potentially. I'm not leveling the allegation. I'm simply saying that there's certainly some, some messages on that computer that should make people think, what does that mean? Why is that a message? Who is the big guy? Why does he want his share? On and on this stuff goes. But you you look at this and you think, again, we had an entire presidency, an entire presidency that was really uprooted in a sense because the president, the former president, President Trump, had businesses and it was alleged that he was using these businesses to personally enrich himself even when none of this – the level of what we're seeing here with Hunter Biden and then anonymous sales. I mean this is just all so convenient, is it not? Yeah, the people that buy this art that I have, I, I just have art and I'm selling it for millions of dollars. I can't – you know, it's anonymous. These people are, are anonymous who are buying it. And we, we can just tell you that whatever, whatever, it's, uh, whatever we're getting is really what it's worth. It's this collectible, you know – high-end art that you really can't I mean it's hard to say what it's truly worth I guess everything's anonymous it just it's it's just so convenient and again there's zero there's literally zero curiosity in the media it's it's mind-boggling it's it's totally predictable but still just as a person who tries to go about his life with you know, fairness, not every single thing every single Democrat does is bad. Not every single thing Republican does is good. You know, that mindset, realizing that there's bad people in, in any group of people, realizing that there's actually, outside of elected Democrats, there's a lot of agreement, I think, that the rank-and-file Democrat would have with the conservative voter. But that relationship has been exasperated it's been set ablaze by the media and some of these radical groups and conservatives have had enough of some of this radical behavior and nonsense and so there's there's these these tensions and then there's the media's complete lack of interest in anything related to hunter biden not just hunter but other many other things as well and so we inch step by step more towards Lunacy, more towards statism, more towards big government, more towards, well, the antithesis of what this nation was was founded to be. So, again, there's lots I want to get to today, but I did want to start here with Hunter Biden because it's so ignored in the media. It is a thing. There are lots of questions. There are lots of very troubling things that we have found. There is literally no interest. There's no curiosity on the part of the media. And people don't know this. Anything this is why people like me will say things about the media that says that they're distrustful. They are professional deceivers. 
They have no interest in talking about the truth. Their job is to promote and lift up one political party and one ideology and one party's people and then attack, malign, destroy the lives of others. I fully am aware that there can be good people who are Republicans and bad people and likewise with Democrats. But the media, the way that they go about their business, they act as though there's only bad people who are Republicans, and all Democrats are good, above reproach. There's nothing to see here. Move on. Ignore this story. There's nothing going on because, after all, when their folks are in power, they're moving in the direction that they want to see this country go, which is, again, away from the Constitution, which is mind-boggling, especially to a group of people, a group of people that have a job that's as important as the media. The media's job should be but it's written about in the Constitution, right? A free press. Their job is to hold legitimate truth to power, and they simply do not do this. Asking the president about his favorite flavor of ice cream and that kind of stuff instead of really getting to the bottom of what's going on. We've got the president's inability to put together a thought, a coherent thought at times. No interest there whatsoever. If you mention his cognitive abilities you are i guess an ageist i mean it goes on and on and on down the list craziness lunacy the antithesis of america that's the direction that the media and the democrat party are taking us hand in hand towards quick time out here is an order sit tight you're listening to conservative not better talk i am your host todd huff back here in just a minute Friends, by the way, this program brought to you in part by our friends at Intrepid Financial. You concerned about your investments? Intrepid is always ready to walk you through your investment strategy. They've been helping Hoosiers, Hoosiers since 1998, family owned and operated locally here to central Indiana in Carmel. Actually, they're up there. In fact, when you walk out of the front of their office, There's two water towers. I never know where I am when I'm on the north side. I don't know how you folks that live on that side of town really ever know if you're in Fishers, Carmel, Noblesville, whatever, with the way it's laid out. There's two water towers you can see from the parking lot that have different city names, and they look almost like they're side by side, which I find interesting. So they're in Carmel. I don't know if the Westfield's the other one, but they're they're in Carmel. Intrepidfinancial.com is the... Web, uh, website address, or you can call them, 317-818-1776. There's a phone number you can get behind, right? 317-818-1776, intrepidfinancial.com. Be sure to tell them that Todd sent you. So I want to shift gears here. There's something I, – I went back and forth as to whether or not I was going to talk about this today, but I, I just decided I think I'm going to because it, it just – it illustrates it illustrates just i think the mentality of what we are up against um and this is something that happened personally to me so we're in the process and i'm not going to mention i'm going to make up a fictitious name for this just to really protect the identity of the uh, identity of this person because what i'm dealing with is i mean this is just lunacy is what this is but 
So we are looking, the company here is looking to bring on a couple of um, advertising sales people. And the reason our show is, is because, of course, I've if you've listened, you know that we're starting, well, there's just general growth. And then there's also the fact that we're starting this truth tour, which you know that we have sold our home. We are in the process of, of closing. In fact, we close on August the 6th here in about, was that, 10 days or so. And we are going to be buying a motorhome, traveling the country, going to churches, going to communities, approaching radio stations, television stations, newspapers, other outlets with our content, with our TV show, our radio show, and our um, our column. And so we are going that that's the journey we're on. So obviously, obviously we need some some help, some more help as we grow and do that. So we've been having some interviews. And so I we have a team that looks at resumes on, you know, online and they try to find people who have certain, I don't know, experiences or they're looking for sometimes very specific things in resumes that they think makes someone most likely to be a good fit for what we need. And so there's there's no like political party cross check, right? So we know that out of those people we approach, some are going to love what we're doing and some are going to just be totally beyond themselves. They can't <laughs> they've been approached by a conservative company. And I get I get a lot. I don't want to say a lot. I get a decent amount of responses, and they entertain me. And usually, usually, because we're conservative and not bitter on here, we can leave in a way, you know, part um, have a have a brief dialogue and part with kind of a mutual respect for one another. You you do you, I do me, sort of thing. Um, and don't don't be so uh, I don't know. Just don't think that I'm as bad as. You think I am simply because I'm a conservative talk radio show host. Oh, my goodness. So terrifying. But this this individual, I'm going to call him Bill. So I followed up with Bill, um, and Bill uh, was appreciative of my follow-up, as he put it, my pluck and persistence. I could possibly be a good fit, and he said what he did in high school and studied in college and so forth, and... Um, made some comment that he doubted I could afford him. And I responded and said, hey, I appreciate you sharing it with that with me. If you are successful at selling, you can actually do pretty well. And it's not so much as whatever um, I can afford. The real question is whether you are as good at selling as you seem to suggest in your email. So if you think you're that great, let me know. If not, hey, it's totally cool. I'm just wanting you to know. So then he replies, now, now we're getting to the nitty-gritty. So I think I think Bill here might have gone to the website and realized what we did. There's there's a, a flip of a switch here. It was very kind of kind and, uh, well, a little arrogant, but hey, that's all right. If you can, if you can do it, then I'm not a, I don't have a problem with that. This one says, thanks for your reply. I'm not a salesman, but um, he has another position. Again, I totally, this is not about doxing anybody. I just want you to understand. <laughs> Again, marching into lunacy and just, you know these things, the preconceived notions that people have. 
Um, you know, I've had success, he says, pitching products, programs, or people I believe in. That is where we have a disconnect. Bill does not believe in me, which maybe to Bill's dismay does not have anything to do with my ability to believe in me or really to care what Bill thinks. So we continue down this path here. I'm a, pra- a practical, progressive-minded Hoosier. Now, if you're practical and you use the, the very next word in your sentence is progressive, um, I need you to map that out for me because I listen to progressives each and every day. I come on this program each and every day and I talk about what progressivism is, which, by the way, by the way, is a code word for Marxism. I don't see any practical value of progressivism. I, in fact, see progressivism as incredibly dangerous. And in fact, I consider it to be regressivism. So, Bill, I don't understand what you're saying here. By the way, quick pause. After the program today, after the program here in the next couple of hours, I'm going to be first opportunity I've had to speak with Mark Levin. He's got a new book out called American Marxism, and I'm going to talk with him about that. If you have things you would like me to ask Mark Levin, as he is called, Hannity calls him the great one. Um, I invite you to share your questions with me. Now, we're not on social media today. There's a technical issue here behind the scenes, but you you can still send it to our Facebook page. But the quickest way to get it to me is to send it uh, to my email, Todd at com, Or you can call the Huff Hotline, 317-455-5250. And uh, you can leave a message on the hotline there for a question you would like to see asked. So anyway... He's a practical, progressive-minded Hoosier. I always vote, and I've pulled the lever for both parties in my life, he writes, during our current uh, during our current hash, as a certain type of personality-based conservatism continues to embrace and promote autocratic and de- anti-democratic principles, I have moved to the left. Therefore, I'm not your guy. I wish you the best of luck. Seems weird to wish me the best of luck if you think I am anti-democratic and, and promoting autocracy. And by the way, it sounds exactly like what I would expect someone who watches MSNBC, CNN, or one of these other in, in, extremely insane so-called news networks, media outlets, write about. So I responded, thanks, Bill. You clearly haven't listened to our program. Best of luck to you. Todd. So Bill respond, <laughs> responds, I love this. I... He, Bill, you made my day, man. You really did. I was entertained by this. I was perplexed. And you actually, I mean, you've demonstrated what is wrong with uh, the political left and the inability to actually listen and just the preoccupation with jumping to conclusions here. So he says, I am correct. I'm correct. He's not listening to my program, but yet somehow he knows that I am a personality-based conservative who continues to embrace and promote autocratic and anti-democratic principles. That seems rather like a loaded statement to me. So I said back to Bill, so why assume anything about my program? You've not listened, right? You've not listened to the program, but you know all about it. You know all about me. You know all about my ideology. You know all these things, and you literally have never listened. See, I don't come on here and talk about things that I've never thought about or people that I've never listened to, right? I mean, it's it goes hand in hand. In fact, I give people the benefit of the doubt. I'm sure sometimes I annoy 
some of you, that I give people the benefit of the doubt. I don't come in as hot and heavy as some of these other conservative hosts may do because that, you know, maybe gets people fired up or might get more, more clicks on social media or whatever. I try to be fair here. So I said, why assume anything about my program? My dad is a union Democrat. Um, I have a personal assistant who literally, I, she, she voted. Um, I helped her cast her vote, and she didn't vote. She didn't vote. I didn't try to persuade her. She voted in a way that was different for me, and I still helped her, right? I mean, I was trying to get her. She hadn't voted before, and we went through this thing together, and she made her decision, and I told her how to do it when she had questions, and that was that. I have a marketing consultant friend who helps us from time to time, who may be helping us a little bit more, that's affectionately known as the hippie lib. My first salesperson was a self-identified liberal Democrat. This sounds made up here at the Todd Huff Show. It's not. Self-identified liberal Democrat who once told me that she could never support a conservative Republican, but she could support me. Now, that's not true. It is true that she said that, but she could support a conservative Republican. She just knew me. She, what she knew was what Bill doesn't. What she knew was what I really believed instead of what other people told her that I believed. She didn't just stop at the, oh, you are anti-democratic and pro-autocracy, Todd. You are just trying to destroy our democracy. She got past that because she listened to me. Bill didn't do that. Bill knows everything. Bill is the problem is really what this gets down to. I close by saying I think your email exposed more about your biases biases than what you think you know about me, which you guessed out of thin air. That's unfortunate, and it's precisely the problem. Best wishes, Todd. Folks, look, not everybody. Not everybody cares about truth. Not everybody cares to understand. Not everybody cares um, to figure it out. Some people just know what they know. They hang with crowds that they have to you know, do certain things or hang with certain people or believe certain things. They're in certain professions that require that they maintain the leftist image, that they are the, you know, the, just fit that uh, particular, just they have to fit certain criteria to even exist and get through the day. They don't know why. They throw around terms. They don't know what they're talking about. They haven't sat down and, and thought about it. It's just easier. He has preconceived notions. And that's where we are, headed towards lunacy because of the inability to have any sort of critical thinking whatsoever. So not everybody is persuadable. Not everybody cares about the truth. Not everybody cares to figure out what you really mean, even if you're a a talk show host, if you do this for a profession. So I just wanted to share this story with you. Oz is about to lose her mind over here because I'm past the the limits of time here uh, by a couple of minutes. So quick timeout is in order. Sit tight. Back in just a minute. friends i'm i wasn't planning on doing this i had it in kind of the back of my mind but this i didn't this reading that email exchange i had with bill again i'm making it up to truly protect his identity because i don't it's not about that it's about the ideas it's about the approach it's about part of the problem right i encounter it too just like 
just like you encounter it. I don't want you to think that when I come on here and say conservative, not bitter, that everything just falls nicely and neatly into everyone can find a way to get along with me or not assume the worst about me because, well, they think what they think. But I do want to share this one. This is an older email. It's one that I've this this is a liberal who actually listened to what I say. Now, she wasn't persuaded, but she was at least intrigued to reach out. And I'm not going to read this whole thing because this is a long email. It's a long email. I want to read this from an anonymous listener named Lisa. Dear Mr. Huff, I've already started off a nicer, <laughs> nicer email. She's showing a little bit of respect here. Dear Mr. Huff, I listened to your show today while driving through Indiana. All I could think was, wow. I remember getting to this part of the email thinking, oh boy, where are we going with this? I don't recall ever hearing conservative talk radio before that actually more or less accurately portrayed the mood and position of liberals. I felt almost humanized. I would consider myself a rank and file Democrat. I fit the stereotype. I am married with I am a married white suburban woman with a professional career and a small child. I grew up in a non-religious household, got a master's degree in a STEM field, and now I spend my life growing organic vegetables. I drive a fuel-efficient car, listen to NPR, donate to the ACLU, and belong to a public employee union. I've been a spotty voter throughout my adult life, and I'd never been to a protest before the Women's March. This is a couple of years ago, by the way. And now I've been to three. And I intend to never again miss an opportunity to vote. Trump has me terrified. It was his convention speech that did it for me. From my perspective, he talks like a dictator. He scares the excrement out of me. I don't want the main focus of our government to be law and order. She continues here. Sure, that's important, but the way he talks about it makes me think that he is willing to disregard democratic norms to achieve his goals. I value the Constitution today. More than I ever did. I was surprised by your show because, just like your tagline, you didn't sound bitter. I've been generally horrified by the angry rhetoric I hear from the right. Yelling does not appeal to liberals, or at least it doesn't appeal to me. I can hardly listen to Bill Maher or Rachel Maddow when they are angry, and I agree with them. I feel like we need way more calm discourse in our country. I want to know what the other side is thinking. There's a novel concept. Lisa, thank you for that. It's good to hear after dealing with Bill. But she continues, it is so hard to listen when the tone is off-putting and inaccurate presumption uh, assumptions are being made about me and people like me. That's exactly what Bill did to us, by the way. I want to listen and understand and find agreement, but can't when I feel attacked and vilified and misunderstood. I was amazed that you seem to actually understand liberals and speak honestly about us. I was listening to your show. I love this, by the way. She says, and I was nodding in agreement, right? We had a liberal nodding in agreement. Now, before you get horrified and think that I was saying things that are contrary to what I believe or conservative principles, that's not what she was nodding in agreement with. She was nodding in agreement, she says, when you compared the liberal worldview to a religion. It's possibly that you meant – it's possible you meant – uh, it's like a religion due to the level of fervent belief, but that's not how I interpreted it at the time. I think the liberal ver worldview can uh, would be more accurately characterized as a moral philosophy. However, this distinction probably doesn't really matter that much because a worldview is a worldview, whether it's rooted in religion or philosophy. I am primarily utilitarian. 
I think that the right thing to do is generally that which maximizes good or happiness and minimizes harm. I view everything through this lens. I view government as a system of the people and for the people that puts mechanisms in place to balance my rights with your rights. In addition to that, government is a tool to build society we want. I'm not going to read this. It's a long email. I'm not going to read all this. But she um, – I think there was one other thing. I can't find it right now. She gave me permission to use my thoughts in the broadcast or use her thoughts in the broadcast, but not to put her full name on air, and we did not do that. But see, these this is a liberal who spent time listening, right? And by the way, it's a two-way street, right? I mean, it really is. Again, that's why we have conservative, not bitter university. That's why we're going out on the truth tour because we have to it, – it, it's not just having the right idea. It's not just being right. It's being able to communicate. It's able. It, it's being able to be empathetic and understanding and listening to, and understanding where people come from and presenting ideas in a way that make them, the person hearing them, most likely to want to want to at least think about them and screaming and pounding on the desk and calling names and assuming, as Bill assumed last uh, yesterday, whenever that was. That I'm an anti-democratic, autocracy-loving neo-Nazi, basically, is not the way to do that. It's so funny to me because the guy doesn't know what he's talking about. And it's okay to not know what you're talking about. But you're never going to learn anything if you're doing all the talking, if you're throwing verbal hand grenades like Bill did that was not designed to do anything besides cause a rift. Oh, this guy's a conservative. I have to stay in the. I have to draw a line in the sand. I have to be able to tell my friends at the party next week that I stood firmly against this talk radio show host and wanted him to know just how much I thought he was a danger and a menace to society. And I cannot find myself working for such an organization. Well, no worries, Bill, because we don't want that kind of mentality here anyway. But, but, oh, the opportunity to learn. Oh, the opportunity to see just how true conservative principles and values are. And in fact how much conservative principles and values literally are the modern-day mechanism, vehicle, ideology for constitutional principles and values. What an opportunity squandered. And it happens to all of us. They can't get past the fact that you're conservative, that you voted Republican or Trump. They think that you are the Satan spawn for that. And what are they missing? They, they're, some are so drawn into the rhetoric of the media, the narrative, the nonsensical gibberish. And I've got to take a break. Back here in just a minute. Just got an email, New York Times. They, I get, I get some. What is it? The morning update or some such thing? I don't know what it's called. David Leonard. I don't know if it's always from him, but he's a writer there. Cons, um, headline of this email: Liberals who won't, liberals who don't retire, and they're upset at uh, Supreme Court Justice uh, Breyer because they want him to retire so that. Biden's still president, and they can get a, a liberal to replace him. But 
Breyer's not down with that. In fact, David Leonard's confused. Conservative justice retired by the 80s. Some liberals don't. Why not? Well, I mean, it's obvious why not. It is obvious why not. Conservatives, oh man, I, I don't even, to have to explain this to me is beyond, it. for someone who's paints attention to politics every day, it is because precisely of the ideology. Conservative ideology believes that the power rests with the people. Conservative ideology believes that the role of government should not be to micromanage the affairs of, the, of every person in this country. Conservative ideology believes, it teaches what the Declaration teaches, that all men, all people are created equal, endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. Among those are life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. And they believe, conservatives believe, that liberties are given by God. Liberals, no, not in today's world. They don't, most of them, I'm talking about the, the elites, I'm talking about the ones in positions of power, the one that your neighbor may not have really thought much about this because they just say, ooh, that's bad, government fixed that. That might be the extent of what they've thought about it. But a liberal in a position of power realizes that he or she can call the shots. He or she can make a ruling on that court that says, you better do this. You better not go to church and sing, as Gavin Newsom says you couldn't back during the height of the coronavirus pandemic. You got to stay this many feet away, wear this many masks, you know, pay this much. In we're, we get, we're in black robes, man. We got to make decisions, right? We got to decide for the American people ourselves. That's the answer, David. That's the answer. Quick timeout. Can I take a break? Back and wrap up in just a minute. A couple quick bits of information if you haven't heard today I want to get to as well. Waning moments here. A group is now calling for white people to quit sending their students, their kids to Ivy League schools. That's apparently now a problem we have to address. I don't know where the white liberals are going to go now, but nonetheless, that's what there's being calls for. Ben and Jerry's boycotting Israel over human rights abuses. Israel, by the way... Israel is the only nation, as reported by the post-millennial, that Ben and Jerry believes is violating human rights badly enough to boycott. So there's that as well. Quick, I gotta take a break. Or, uh, wrap up. SDG, CWR, take care. 